0: A date who also looks like his picture? Unexpected. At Blue Apron, we love the unexpected. With the kind of unexpected ingredients that lead you to discover something new, Blue Apron offers amazing recipes that also let you show off your skills. An at-home dinner date that goes incredibly well? Now that's unexpected. Blue Apron. Expect the unexpected. Visit blueapron.com unique and get $110 off across your first five deliveries plus free shipping off your first box. Hey guys, how you doing? JP Sarikolia here and welcome again to another episode of Age of Heroes, my podcast. Thank you to those who are watching this through YouTube and thank you to those who are listening to the different platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Castbox, TuneIn, Spotify, RH Radio, you name it. Thank you for the support. Thank you for taking time. Now, This week, I want to talk about something that I think is important for us as collectors. Uh, And when I mean collectors, I don't mean only statue collectors. I know that a lot of people that follow my channel is because J.P. Sour Reviews or even the people that have come to this podcast because of J.P. Sour Reviews is because they like the conversation about statues. And there are a couple of my friends here that listen because they love the conversation about action figures as well. Although I don't really cover as much action figure information, uh, my main goal has always been on my concentration has been, has been statues and, of course, comics. And I know a lot of us, we have this constant conversation. And I think uh, this week uh, I was listening, you know, I, I was going through the different, you know, I, I keep in touch with a lot of people in, the, in this community, uh, particularly in, in the Facebook groups. That's the place to be really nowadays. Uh, That's the place that you can have conversations. YouTube is a great place to create content and videos for people to watch. But uh, Facebook is the place that you can have this engagement. And in Facebook groups, there's been a lot of conversations. I noticed a lot of it in the last few weeks. It's always a conversation. But I noticed more than ever. And really looking for a point of conversation for this week, I was thinking about it. What would be the most important thing that I think I would like to share? Because ultimately, for me, this podcast is not about just You know, just creating content for the sake of creating it. It's about having meaningful conversations with people about whatever subject is at hand or whatever we are in the community we are discussing. And one of them, in my opinion, is the fear of missing out. I think it's something that has come out more recently. I noticed there's a lot of conversations and all center around the same theme. Perhaps they, you know, they explain it in a different way or they talk about it in a different way. But ultimately, it's about the fear of missing out. And that's the main thing that I want to cover today because I think it's important for us to realize how impactful that is, how it really helps us, but at the same time, and the biggest thing is that it really affects us as statue collectors, as action figure collectors, as collectors of any type of you know, memorabilia. I think we need to understand that, and we have to be, uh, focus ourselves into what's important and what is not, so that way we can have fun at the end of the day with what we're doing in our lives uh, with our hobbies or anything else that we're doing and i would say that that's something that uh, for example fear of missing out is you know for those who are unfamiliar with the term i know it's a very wide term but some people may not understand that point but i feel that the biggest thing about collectors is that sometimes we have this fear of the doubt that we're not going to be able to achieve what we want to if we miss on something you know like we're not going to be happy we don't get this piece in our collection. If we don't get the statue, action figure, diecast model, whatever, if we don't add it to our collection, then we fear that we're going to miss out and that everyone else is going to be happy about it, but we're not going to be happy. The problem with that uh, mindset, the problem with that that approach to collectibles is that we are adding more stress to our lives that we need to. Because the, the truth of the matter is that collectibles are constantly evolving there's always something new out there. There's always something that has been brought that changes the way people perceive collectibles, and it becomes the ultimate thing. It becomes the grail of the moment, and everyone wants to have that particular grail. Everyone wants to have it. But then, of course, it fades away. Some things remain, but most of the time, a lot of the stuff that nowadays is considered a grail is not really a grail. You know, it's just just for now, you know, everything has evolved. You know, every company that I know you know, over the years, you know, and I've been collecting, many of you know, for a long time, I've been a collector. I was just making a, an account in my life about when I really started, and I started in the early 2000s. So it's been close to 20 years that I've been a collector, a statue collector. I started very on, early on, even before I got married. I was collecting a lot of the smaller scale stuff. I used to go to my local comic book shop, and I used to get a lot of the statues that they were sold back then. There was a lot of stuff like from um, in those years, early years, you know, DC collectibles, Warner Brothers, uh, there was stuff from Attackless, for example. There was stuff from Hard Hero. There were, you know, different companies, not many companies. There was Bowen stuff back then, a lot of minibus and a lot of small statues. Uh, and, you know, it was it was a thing. You know, I, I love to collect those years. And then I took a break. Uh, and that was even before Sideshow kind of came into the picture with statues because prior to that, they only did, like, dolls and they did, uh, you know, things like that, but not necessarily statues. I took a five-year break. And when I got married and during those years, I didn't collect anything. And during those years, that's when Sideshow kind of grew and exploded. You know, he came with the classic now grail statues. So I missed on some of those grail statues so you could call it that. And uh, and that came in that early what back in the early, like what, 2007, 2008, I came back into statue collecting um and i've been collecting since you know and i started at the beginning doing a lot of SciShow stuff i was doing pretty much side show. that's what i was doing uh, i love the dioramas. So, you know i was into the the premium format that was into the comic cats and all of a sudden i was running out of space and because i was running out of space i needed to try something different you know it's not like you know i was getting tired of not having the space and everything being boxed in and then I discover again Bowen the Science. And Bowen has evolved at this point where uh, Bowen, of course, it was the beginning of everything. But Bowen has evolved into something more. Some of the stuff that they were doing, you know, in this case, Bowen was bringing a lot of uh, artists from uh, artists to do a lot of the sculpts. He was just the art director at that point, And there were a lot of cool stuff from the Kucharik brothers, from the Chipliff brothers, you know, a lot of great sculptors there doing amazing stuff. And. Then I started jumping again on, on Bowen. I actually started started with Kodovukia I love what I was look, looking at. A lot of the stuff, it was very modern for me in my taste, very 90s with Eric Sosa. So I started into Kodovukia, then Bowen. Of course, many of you that have followed the channel know the, the, the history. You know, I got into a lot of Gentle Giant stuff. I've been doing a lot of stuff over the years. But I've been, like everything else, it's a constant evolution. You know, you start kind of changing the way you see things and i was doing also pcs stuff street fighter stuff i was doing a lot of stuff i didn't have a team you know there's something perhaps in another podcast i will have i will have to talk about having a, pers- a team in order to concentrate in order to build a collection but that should be the subject for another day but to be honest you know i was constantly getting stuff and you know it gets the point that you worry because you want to have everything you want to have everything in your collection until you realize that you are first of all you're running out of space. You're running out of money and the, I would say you're running out of peace. And ultimately you have to have that peace and that peace of mind that comes not only because you are happy and content with what you're doing, but also because you are having a good relationship with your spouse. If you're married or with your family, because I feel that some people take it to the extreme uh, in the collectible world that, you know, sometimes they are buying and I, I see it all the time. I see comments all the time. People saying, you know, buying, you know, and they're not telling their wives or spouses, that they're actually buying something. And then they are coming to Facebook to bring that, um, you know, their frustration, uh, you know, because the spouse finds out. And of course, everything is, you know, it comes to the light and they feel frustrated about it. You know, people trying to be helpful. And some people, a lot of people are commenting, first of all, they're not married. So they don't know the, the, how to help somebody that is married. So you see a lot of those type of things. And to be honest with you, I've not ever been the type of person that I bring that type of personal stuff into a Facebook group, because ultimately Facebook people are not really my friends. You know, they're just there. You know, we're acquaintances. Some of them, we have become friends. But ultimately, we don't know each other on a personal level. So I really don't share my personal life with people. But I can tell you from from, you know, from being honest about it, I encountered that those issues in the past, too, early on when I was statue collecting, when I got back into statue collecting, too. You know, when my my spouse, I was buying a lot of stuff without really telling her that I was buying it because I was afraid that she would get angry with me because I was spending more than I needed to. Of course, I've been through everything, you know, and have learned over the years that honesty is important. You know, honesty is important. Yes, your spouse might not be happy with what you're doing. Perhaps he thinks that, or, you know, in this case, that he or she or whatever, you know, it may not think that you're doing the right thing. But ultimately, it's important about expressing yourself. I feel that ultimately our spouses, they want the best for us. They want us to be happy. But, you know, hiding behind the closed doors, not telling people and not being honest about it, that can be very harmful for any relationship. It's important to be honest and it's important to let people know, hey, this is what I love. This is what I want to do. At the same time, it's important to be accountable, you know, and not really go overboard. And I think the biggest thing that makes us go overboard is because we're always afraid that if we miss on something, then it's going to be the end of the world. It's going to be the end of our uh, collectible career. We're gonna be fit, you know. We're not. We're gonna be probably at the bottom of the barrel. We're not gonna be considered the best. And I, I will tell you one thing. I noticed with a lot of statue collectors and a lot of action figure collectors and any collectors, is that they there is a lot of insecurity. You know, people are so insecure that they think that they need to have the ultimate thing in order to be loved and liked by people, uh, by their peers. We have to be careful not to fall into that trap because if you are an insecure person, if you're already an insecure person, you know, being a collector can make you even more insecure. So you have to be very, very careful that what you're doing is for the right reasons. It's about you, your mental health. It's about you being happy. It's about you having joy and bringing that joy to your, the people around you. It's about, you know, connecting, you know, when something becomes an obsession, then it's not healthy no more. It's, it's not healthy. So you have to be very careful not to get into that trap, into that idea that you have to have everything. If not, you know, you're going to be the lesser being. you are going to be the, the one that nobody cares about. And to be honest with you, there's a lot of it. You know, I noticed that a lot of it. You know, when I was when I was doing a lot of statue reviews years early in my early years in YouTube, I noticed that there were a lot of people that were constantly leaving comments. A lot of people. Hey, I love your content. I love this and I love that. And they were always like kind of in some ways, I'm going to be honest with you, kissing my butt because of it, because I was doing this stuff. But when in certain points of my life, when I had to stop because I wasn't buying anything else. You know, because I wasn't, you know, taking a break from it or because I was unemployed or because, you know, I was going through changes, financial changes in my life or simply I would that kind of got tired of just spending money like crazy. And I was really, really reconsidering and I was making a pretty much a self-study, you know, and those days, you know, like I feel that the same people, they just simply disappear. They just need, they weren't there anymore. And over the years, I noticed that there's people that have come and go, you know, from my channel, you know, people that they they were not they were very active in the past and no longer active people that they um, they, you know, at certain periods of time, they have been active. And now, of course, I have new friends and new followers and all that. There's a constant evolution of people coming and going. So I realized that ultimately, if I'm here just to please the crowd, if I'm here to produce content just to please them, just to be happy, you know, for them to be happy with me and accept me and love me, then there's a problem with me because I'm looking for acceptance. I'm looking for people to like what I do. And I have to be very careful not to fall in that trap. It's something that I have been dealing in the last two and a half years when I was doing this full time. I was dealing with that fear of people not liking my content until I got to the point in my life. I says, I'm doing this for me when I'm doing this for them. I'm doing this for everyone that is listening or I'm doing this just for me to be happy. And I've come to that conclusion in my life that it's about happiness. It's about me being fulfilled about what I'm doing, regardless if people listen regardless of people watching me, regardless if I get new subscribers, regardless if people even approve of my opinion, because sometimes we were looking for that approval. You know, we want people to approve what we have to say. They like us. You know, we're looking for that. You know, I was so sometimes so my, my, my view, my mindset was always looking at the likes and the people, the watch time and the views. And I'm to a point where I say, you know what? That's not more important than what I have to say. You know, so if I'm going to change what I'm saying just to accommodate to people's ideas. Then definitely I'm really missing everything. I'm missing the opportunity to even be happy about what, what I'm doing. And I feel that that's the problem that I notice with statue collectors and with any, you know, collectors action figures or any other collectors. I feel that people feel that if they don't have something then they're going to be lesser beings in their communities. That people are not going to pay attention to them, they're not going to like them. But ultimately, you know, Having something, buying the ultimate thing is not going to make you happy because once you get that stuff, there's going to be something even better around the corner that everyone is going to be kind of flocking, just trying to get it. And then you're still like, have to go for that. You have to go for that. And it becomes a constant rat race when you're never winning. You are never winning. You're always at the, you know, always trying to catch up with the next person. Now, we understand that, that there are people in this community that they have the means to buy everything, well, almost everything. And I noticed over the years that the people, the people that have the means to buy everything, at some point they get tired of it. You know, I have met a lot of collectors, I have friends, and I'm not going to name the friends here or the people here, that they do have the means to buy everything. And I mean it, people that they are really... It's, they're rich. You know, they are rich. They have the income. They have the business. They have the drive to get everything, but they get tired at some point of doing the same thing and they quit. You know, all of a sudden cold turkey, they just quit and they pretty much get rid of everything and they say goodbye to the community. And people feel like, man, I was just, a, you know, I love your collection. I, I was so in tune with it. You know, you're the best collector ever and blah, blah, blah. And people forget about it and they move on to the ne- next thing. There are collectors that have been doing this for some time. I noticed that over the years, people that started collecting a few years ago, they get burned out and ultimately they say goodbye. They say, you know, I- I'm moving on. You know, I have things to do. I need to take a break. And sometimes it's just a reflection of what they're going through in the same challenge because this can be, it becomes an addiction at some point. You allow it. You have to be careful not to allow this to take over your life to the point that it's causing strife in your marriage. It's causing strife with your relationship with your kids. It is really bringing the worst out of you because I noticed that even I I seen over the years, even on my own and myself, I seen it on myself. That sometimes being part of this community has brought the worst out of me. Like, you know, when you get into this conversation with people and people are, you know, some people you don't know how to communicate on Facebook. They don't know how to express their feelings. They don't know how to express things. And everything is F this or F that. And then they attack you for your opinion. And then you just, you know, you come into you know, you have to defend yourself. And also the ugly side of you comes out trying to defend yourself. And it becomes a really a heated battle. That really people are looking at you, as, man, you know, you are, you know, this person that I know. You've always been this. You talk about God and all that. And all of a sudden, you're just fighting with this guy in a really nasty way. And to be honest with you, I've never, I've never been proud of those moments. I've never been proud of those moments uh, because I realized that it's, it's me affecting my own mindset, affecting my own peace of mind. It's changing the way I see things. And I've seen over the time, over and over, many of my friends on Facebook that I've been friends for years, you know, the nicest guys in the world, the nicest people, the nicest people I have ever met, they can become really nasty when they get fed up with something. You know, they become really nasty, like this monster comes out and they can be ugly to someone else. And they, it's this battle. So, and to be honest with you, at some point, you have to make, you know, put a stop to it. You have to kind of, you know, put the brakes and you say, you know what, I'm not going to, Let this take over my life. Sometimes you have to take a break from social media. Sometimes you have to take a break from even collecting or going to the forums just to have peace of mind, because to be honest with you, peace of mind is more important than, you know, having the ultimate thing, having the ultimate bliss way statue, the ultimate prime one studio statue, the last, you know, Twitter head, you know, uh, collection part of the collection of whatever, you know, it doesn't really matter the last hot toys, it doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, it's not about just having the ultimate thing that sometimes it will just collect dust, or it will just be boxed in until you get rid of it, you get tired of it, it's just you're running out of space and you end up selling it. So might as well just concentrate on being joyful and happy with what you have. You know, collections grow, they, you know, they decrease, they shrink down. You know, I seen that over, over the years with myself, you know, have, have so many pieces to the point that I sold almost everything started again from zero. A couple of times, you know, had to rebuild again, Have to rebuy things again. I've been through that and I've learned over time, over the years, through that experience, through the painful experience of it, through the difficult, the financial challenges that I put myself into, I've learned that ultimately it doesn't really matter that you have the ultimate thing because something else is going to top it at some point. It will be sooner. You know, it's going to be sooner than you think. And I have seen it over and over and over and over and over again. I remember when I have, I learned something, for example, I'm going to give you an example. When the premium format, wonder woman came out, the original premium format, the first technically, uh, DC, Wonder Woman by Scishow Collectibles came out. I was so excited for it, and I decided to pre-order. So I went on the pre-order list or something. I think I went into the payment plan or something. I wanted just to do it. I was excited. That was my most anticipated Scishow. I, I was at that point. I was taking a break from Scishow for a while. You know, I haven't really collected anything from Scishow in the, you know early on. So Wonder Woman was my return, technically, to um to you know pretty much to Scishow, and I was so excited for it. Then when that I pre-ordered the same week that I pre-order, I lost my job and it was so scary for me because I was so used to what I was doing and trying to look it up. And of course, you know, I was able to find a job, but in the meantime, in the process of looking for work, you know, I have to let go of this pre-order. So I have to cancel it. And I felt so bad for a long, long time. For not doing it and i didn't and i was thinking maybe i can go back and redo it but my life got so busy and hectic at that point so i couldn't just get it and ultimately i missed on the original on the first um and the exclusive and i you know to be honest with you with sysha sometimes when you miss on the exclusive the regular you know back in the day it was like okay why do i want the regular now you know because i want collectible value as well so i didn't do it of course i think they reissue the thing couple of times but i you know for one reason of another i was already collecting other things you know i was already on the pretty much doing all the bow and stuff and the smaller stuff so i didn't really care to go back so i kind of missed on that and that was pretty much it you know i didn't do it but for for a couple of years i kicked myself you know a couple of times thinking oh you know i missed out on the best wonder woman ever created but you know what to be honest with you that was then And even when he came out, he had some issues. People were complaining about certain parts of the the paint job, all of that. And there was, of course, a a different version of it. I think there were two different versions in the aftermath. But we have seen so many Wonder Womans after that. You know, like Prime 1 Studio, for example have done amazing looking Wonder Woman. It's like, it is not the ultimate Wonder Woman. We have seen, even on the 1-6 scale, we're waiting for one from Twitterhead that I think I'm going to get because I'm starting to build my DC collection again, the 1-6 collection, and I'm starting with Twitter head. And I'm telling you, I'm excited for that one, and I'm going to pre-order, and hopefully everything works out, and I get it in the end, and I can review it on my main channel. But you know what? Thinking about it, I was like, man, I was so, you know... I was feeling so bad and terrible because I missed on the best Wonder Woman ever. Well, when you come to think it is amazing looking Wonder Woman. Yes, it is. It's good. The sculpt was good. But there has been so many new uh, you know, depictions. Like, Prime One Studio has done amazing depictions of Wonder Woman. And people will say, well, that's the ultimate Wonder Woman. And I would say, I would say for now, it is the ultimate depiction. But what's going to happen next year? What's going to happen in two years, five years, ten years? You know, everything that companies are doing now is amazing. The stuff they're doing with silicone, it is amazing. The stuff that the companies are producing now, the likeness is just beyond, you know, beyond my comprehension, beyond, you know, my expectation 10, 20 years ago. It's amazing to see what the companies are doing. So, yeah, there's always something new under the sun. There's always something better out there. So there's no reason why we have to let all of this really bring us down. And to be honest with you, that's the reason people quit this hobby sooner you know, than anyone else. It's because they get tired of that, the pressure that it's added, constant pressure to trying to keep up with the Joneses, trying to always be there and trying to copy what everybody else is doing. If everybody's saying this is the coolest thing ever, you need to go for it, then we kind of go as the, you know, pretty much this flock mentality, the ship mentality that we have to do what everybody else is doing. You don't have to do it. You don't have to come here and do it like everyone else is doing it. I've been doing the same thing with my channel. I've been trying to keep up with the Jones, trying to do the same thing everybody else is doing in the different channels. You know what? I'm not going to do what they're doing. I'm going to do my thing because before even they build their channels, before they started, channels, I was already doing stuff in YouTube. I've been doing, when I look at the stuff that I've been doing in YouTube, and I've been almost 10 years here doing content, You know, I'm probably the oldest YouTuber, if you have to come to think of it, I'm the oldest YouTuber, a statue collector, still producing content for about statues. I might not do as many reviews, but I talk about statues after 10 years. There's other statue collectors out there. People have been in the statue collecting thing even before me. They have moved on with their lives. They're already doing other things. Even with their channels, they're doing other things. I'm still here. The people that now, the biggest channels in YouTube uh, for statue collectors, they started what, five years ago the most? Some of them, four, two, three years, haven't been here that long. So they haven't, you know, kept themselves to the point that I've been. I've been up and down. You know, the channel has never really grown as much as other channels. But it's because I always keep it real. And people sometimes don't like keep it real. They, they want someone that is embellished things. They want someone that tells them what they want to do. They want somebody to tell them how to do it. They want someone to really kind of agree with them. But I'm not the type of person. You know, I have to tell you like it is. And so that's the reason why perhaps people kind of unfollow me sometimes. Because, you know, I'm honest. You know, to be honest with you, you don't have to keep up with people. You don't have to have it all. You don't have to even, you know, people think that you have to have like 100 statues in your collection to be a statue collector. You don't have to. You only have to have one single statue, and that makes you a statue collector because you're collecting one. I'm telling you this. This is an honest, this is the honest truth. This is my opinion. But, yes, it's the honest truth that I know. You don't have to have everything to be a collector. You only have to have one thing that means a lot to you, and that makes you a statue collector because you're collecting it because you're keeping it and yes you you start building from that you five if you have five statues, but you love those five statues, that's all you need. If you have five action figures that's all you have. It's all you can afford but you love those action figures you know that's it. make sure that whatever you have is presented in a nice way and people like to see it that is there to showcase who you are as a person and show, showcase your passion. That's all you need to do. Don't worry about don't worry about the people that have a hundred because tell, i 'm telling you the people that have a hundred ultimately end up selling everything because they cannot keep up with it i'm sorry, but when you spend more than what you make a year in statues because that's the problem and you put everything on a credit card, then you are playing with fire ultimately you're going to burn out ultimately everything your whole house is going to burn out and I've seen that time and time and time again with people that have been burned out because they are you know they they're way beyond their means you know they live in way beyond their means. And I see that all the time. I see people like showcasing their statue. Oh, look at my statue collection. Every time I see a statue collection, whether in Facebook, on YouTube, where people say, well, I've I've been here for two years, or this is my first year in collecting this already have. And when I look at all the statue in my mind, I'm already making numbers because that's what I do for a living. I work with numbers. I've always worked with numbers. So my mind already making count of how much money they have spent. And sometimes I can see $50,000, $60,000, even $100,000 just there plastered in the back in a matter of two years. When you're only making fifty thousand dollars a year and you already spend hundred thousand dollars a year, definitely you are doing something wrong. Unless there are two ways that you can do this: or you're selling drugs on the side, <laughs> or you are simply going beyond your means and you're putting everything on a credit card. You have to be very careful, very very careful that what you're doing as a collector is not harm, harming you, your finances, your family, you know, and it's not really bringing joy. Because ultimately, you're going to be stressed out thinking how you're going to pay all the bills. Do not just play this game to lose. Play the game to win. And to play the game to win, you have to see it from the long run. This is a marathon. This is not a race. If you try to race yourself into it, if you want to run as fast as you can, you're going to burn out. You're going to crash and burn. That's just the way it is. But if you look at it from this perspective of I need to build I'm going to do it little by little. I'm going to set the foundation, what I want to do, and I'm going to build from that foundation. I'm going to continue on. Believe me, you're going to have fun with it. You're going to last as long as you need to. You're going to be as long as the people, you know, in this case, as I've been doing this, but also other people that I know that have better collections than I, they have been doing it for a long time also because they've been steady. And this is something that I, I kind of struggled with myself over the years. And the reason why my collection is not as big as I, I, I wanted it to be from the get-go it's because I struggle with that idea, you know, trying to keep up with things and ultimately end up selling stuff and ultimately have to get rid of stuff to open the door for things, you know, and doing all sorts of things. And I always my life has always been about change. I'm always changing and not I never keep up with certain things. So it's about learning to keep up with things, about being patient and taking time, you know, kind of go on that trip and really smell the roses, smell the flowers that's the, the way you have to approach anything in life. And collectibles are no different. You have to take the long run, in this case, the long road. And sometimes that's the most scenic road. It means, and that's something that I do here in my channel. I, not only when I create content and when I talk about collectibles here in the channel, it's not just because I want people you know, to really, you know, I'm just building content because nobody you know, has nothing else to, to provide in the channel. No, it's because I love to talk about these things. I love to talk about them. Even if I don't collect them, I like to talk about them because it brings the joy of me because I'm in the scenic route and the scenic route, and I'm just looking at everything, and I'm just having fun with it, having a kick out of it. That's how you have to approach it. You know, this is the problem. A lot of people see collectibles and they feel, oh, I need to have it. No, you don't have to have it. You can enjoy it from afar and still have fun with it. You know, I can enjoy the beauty of nature, and I don't own nature. I don't. I can, you know, enjoy the beauty of the beach, and I don't own the beach. You know, that's the truth. I can enjoy everything. There's so many things you can do that really bring passion. You know, you don't have to have the ultimate Batman statue. You can play, I don't know, Batman Arkham Asylum if you want to, you know, and have fun thinking like you're the Batman and have fun with that video game. And it's amazing to play a video game because it's like you are part of the story where statues aren't inanimated things that you just simply have there for show. You don't have to have it. And ultimately, there's always going to be a better Batman in the same year. Probably there's like six or seven Batmans, six or seven Ironman. So ultimately, you're not missing out. If you miss one, whatever, you know, move on, be happy, because I'm telling you another Wonder Woman is going to come out. Another Batman is going to come out and everyone is going to be happy about it and everybody's going to be talking about it. So ultimately, sometimes you're going to get your chance to get the ultimate thing. You will always do that. And at some point you get tired of what you have too, and you have to move up or you have to upgrade to something different, but you don't have to do it every single time. You don't have to do it every other day. You know, it's just the way it is. You know, it's always going to be something. Those franchises have remained strong over the years, like DC, Marvel, Star Wars, all of them, because you know, they're good. They're timeless. So I'm telling you, it's going to be statues produced now. And in 10 years, it's still going to be statues unless there's a bubble that bursts in this industry, which can happen also 10 years from now it's going to be statues 20 years from now, 30 years from now, they're going to be statues produced for these characters. So you're not missing out. And I'm telling you 10 years from now, 20 years from now, the the, the technology to produce them is going to, it's going to blow our minds. It's going to be like a realistic thing. You know, it's going to be so realistic that it's even better than, you know, the real thing. So be, you know, we have to be honest with ourselves and now coming to the end of this podcast, uh, you know, Really, I want to bring this home. You don't have to fear missing out. We don't have to keep up with everyone else. Make the collection you own your own. Make that collection your own that reflects who you are as a person. Be happy with it. If only it's one statue, two, three statues, be happy with it. You know, it doesn't really matter. You can have a hundred statues and your display looks horrible. And I've seen that many times. Or you can have five statues and you have the most beautiful display. Just have passion with it. Enjoy what you have. You know, have fun with it. You know, once a piece gets tired, you get tired of it, you can replace for something else. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. There's not a right or wrong answer. And sometimes you just have to skip. Sometimes, uh, you know, things don't work out in so- certain ways in your finances. So you are unable, maybe you have to take a break for a year to a year. Maybe you have to pay some debt, something like that. Don't stress out. Just take care of business, you know, take care of your personal finances first. And then, of course, get back into this. Just don't quit. You know, just don't give up just like that. And I- I'm telling you, sometimes taking a break is so good. It feels good. The last two and a half years when I started doing the YouTube full time and the podcast full time, you know, I didn't buy a statue. I probably, I pre- you know, even prior to that, probably three to three and a half years prior to it, I wasn't buying because I was already planning to do this full time. So that meant that I was saving money and even getting rid of a lot of stuff that I had in order to provide and have some savings, some cushion so I could do that for the time that I was doing it. And I'm telling you, it was tough, but at the same time, I was ready for it. And two and a half years, I didn't buy a thing, not a thing. I didn't buy anything. Not even the books or anything like that. A couple of times I bought some books or whatever. But beyond that, I didn't buy anything. No statues, no action figures, nothing. Well, actually, I did buy some action figures, some NECA stuff. But uh, that was just beyond the point. It was not something, you know, like a big purchase or anything like that. But I'm telling you, I have fun. I did have fun. And I felt like something, the weight was lifted from me but I didn't have to worry about it no more. It's like, I don't have to worry about it because I have other concerns that are more pressing. And I'm telling you, it was a good time and it was a great lesson for me. So now that I'm back on the saddle, now that I'm working again from a a company, from a private entity, you know, and I'm making money again and I'm making good money and it's a good company that I'm working on and I'm in the process right now. I'm telling you, it's like, now that there's income flowing again, now I'm more picky about what I'm doing. And I, I already setting my money aside for what I want to do for my collectibles. I'm already starting to pre-order things. But I'm just kind of making a plan how I want to approach it. I don't want to go overboard. I don't want to just go and pre-order everything. I just want to do it right. And I feel more comfortable doing that. And I feel that as long as I keep it, because ultimately we all human and sometimes we fail. And sometimes things take over. Even our own passion takes over. So, But now I feel that I can police myself better because I've seen that, that ultimately it's not as necessary as you think it is. Last two and a half years, I've seen so much evolve, evolution in this hobby, and I'm expecting more evolution to come. So just take your time. You know, enjoy the time. You know, have fun with it. Share the passion with the family, with the people around you, your friends. And believe me, that's even better than trying to pursue the next best thing. Of course, that's just my opinion, and that's just—it comes with experience. It comes with the years that I've been doing this, my friends. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching this on YouTube. Thanks for taking the time. I really appreciate your support and and share the podcast. If you really like this podcast, you know, share it with your friends. Uh, you can do that through Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can, you know, I'm available on pretty much every platform for podcasts, and of course, YouTube. My friends, God bless you. Take care, and I will talk to you again. Bye bye.